Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, another quick housekeeping, popping in really quick to say that this episode, we are talking about Herbalife Nutrition Shops. I know, you just got really excited. Um, But there's a little bit of toxic diet culture and all of that sort of sprinkled in as well. So I just wanted to let you know, not enough for like the mega content warning, but enough to let you guys know that we do talk about it. Secondly, I want to remind you guys about the listener survey. If you have a couple minutes and could fill that out for me, that would be great. That is in the show notes. And then also I wanted to say thank you to our new Patreon members and remind you guys that we do have that. Um, Right now it's very bare bones, but again, you do get all of the content ad-free and at least a day early. Uh, And so I wanted to thank our new patrons this week, Megan Holker and Stacey Neighbors, Ash and Benner. Thank you so much for being a part of this crazy ride and supporting me. Um, I really appreciate it. You guys have absolutely no idea. I hope you guys are having an awesome summer. Um, I thought I would have a lot more free time. That is not the case. I have been so busy doing so many different things, and there are lots of big changes coming, and I can't wait to share all of those big changes with you guys, not only on social media, but here in the show notes before the show. Thank you all for always showing up, being here, listening, sending me constructive criticism, letting me know what you liked about the show, letting me know about what you want to see in the future. I'm trying my hardest this summer to really lock down some incredible interviews so that we have amazing episodes all the way through the end of the year. Uh, My content calendar is wacky and crazy, but you know what? I absolutely love my job and I am so thankful that because of your guys' support and again, showing up, that I am able to do this full time. So I wanted to thank you guys again for that and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're going to talk about something that you guys ask me about constantly. So get ready for it. I'd like to welcome to the show, Kaylee Siebel. We're going to talk about, well, you know what? Why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody what we're going to talk about? Sounds good. So my name is Kaylee Siebel. Like she said, I was fortunate enough to be sucked into the Herbalife game and I was able to work in a nutrition shop. So the loaded question is the loaded tease. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about nutrition shops. (laughs) Everybody asks me and like, The only information I know are from former workers and former owners and former members of Herbalife that like we're a part of them. And so I'm so excited to just hear your story and ask a bunch of questions and sort of try to figure it out as we go along. But in in the nature of the show, 
and the way that we do things around here, let's start at the beginning and, and where you were in your life and what vulnerabilities you had when Herbalife came knocking. I actually, I had lots of vulnerabilities at that point. So um, like I told you before we started, I just got married in October. And so that whole year before we got married, we were both seeing a personal trainer and our personal trainer actually introduced us to the Herbalife shop. We went and got our shakes after our workouts and I avoided the teas for as long as I could. And because I, I just, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. Like I don't like juices and you know, that's what they, they look like. I don't blame our trainer at all for it. (laughs) I was thankful for her for a little while because it was a job opportunity for me, but I also on the job front, I was working in retail and I was a key holder and kind of felt like I was stuck. Um, I, you know, when you're working in retail, all you can do is move up. And I felt like I didn't have any opportunity to move up. Um, I was getting very, very small raises at a time and just felt like I had nowhere to go. Like I said, we were getting married. So I felt like I needed to be making more money to be able to pay for the wedding. My parents helped us a little bit, but for the most part, we paid for it ourselves. So we definitely needed a bigger opportunity for that. And when I was introduced to my upline, um, she took all of that and ran with it. She took the fact that I was introduced by the trainer because she was also seeing that trainer. We did a group workout together. She like tackled me with all of this information about Herbalife and she, well, okay, well, I'm lying. She never actually said it was Herbalife because they hide that as much as they can. <laughs> she just came at me with this opportunity and it started with me just kind of working, actually working not to get paid. So I can't say working. I was just kind of hanging out in the shop for a while and getting mm-hmm. to know them and getting to know the customers and they said it was training, but I was never paid. So yeah, okay. I would, Sounds MLME. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I have past experience in an MLM or multiple MLMs actually just growing up, like my mom and my aunt both did 31 and I ended up signing up with my mom for 31 just because of you get all the bags. I mean, it's worth it just to sign up for a hundred dollars and get the bags. <laughs> um, at least that's what we thought. And then my cousin sold Arbon, and I ended up getting sucked into it works at some point at one point. So, I mean, I've, I'm also a hairstylist. So been in that, you know, everyone gets kind of sucked into it. They all go hand in hand, unfortunately. So, oh my um, God, <laughs> like I had people being like, you should sell Mary Kay. You can just put a little thing on your station. We had literally had unique women that would come in with mascara being like, we're selling this mascara and like just selling it. It's $20 or whatever. Like it all the time, all yes. kinds of scams walk through salon doors. Like, I don't think people understand how many yeah. scammers we deal with. Exactly. And that was another thing. So my upline's best friend owns a salon and she, so there's a product called uh, beauty booster. It's a collagen mix. And we also have a full line of, or we, <laughs> that's funny. Herbalife has a full line of facial stuff. So they have like cleanser and moisturizer and masks and they have shampoo and conditioner. So that was another thing that she got me into. She's like, well, if you ever get back into the salon, you could do this. Like she literally has a display of her Herbalife products. And that's how I got into it. I eventually did quit my job and went for the part-time work for full-time pay. It didn't work like that. It never does. 
but I did start working for pay at the nutrition shop. So I did get paid. I was promised $15 an hour, but ended up making 11. Yeah. That and was, was this like drama. under the table is just like, Hey, as my so, downline, I'll give you this deal. If you work in the shop that I own. Yes. So f- the first, let's see. So I started working there in December until August from December until August, I was paid under the table. I was paid through Venmo. I mean, that worked for me because like I said, I needed all the money I could get. And I was working a lot because they were in the process of opening opening a second nutrition shop. So they needed me to be there a lot. And so they were definitely taking advantage of me at that point. They also have a two-year-old son. He was in the shop all the time and he would just come in and I love kids, but he would come in and be a hot mess and, you know, I'd have to clean up after him and all these things. So started working in the shop and by August, they had their second nutrition shop and they were in the process of getting a third one. And that was when they actually started paying for real. Like they got a QuickBooks account and started paying us. So I actually did get a W2 from last year for like wow. two okay. months. Like how high up were these people? They're opening up their third nutrition shop. Were the first two that profitable? No. <laughs> their upline was actually based out of Texas. Their husband and wife, he came from Texas. She moved there with him. She was originally from where we are in Illinois. And so they moved here knowing that there was no saturation here with the nutrition shops. So they picked up their lives and moved here and they opened one. And then they just went off of like what people were talking about. Like, you know, all the people that were coming here were from this other town. So they decided to open one there. I can tell you from personal experience that it's not profitable because they got to the point where they didn't even have what they needed in the shops. I was having to take stuff that I personally bought to the shop so that we had stuff to make drinks. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk about these shops. So you're saying like, they're not even profitable. And, and at, at one point you're like bringing in your own Herbalife stuff from home, but in the beginning, were you just a customer? Like, how did you get roped into joint? Like, were you always a member or like, how did that whole thing happen? I, yeah. So I started as a customer. That was when my trainer introduced us to the shop and I fell in love with the shakes because I, I mean, that is one thing I will give them is their shakes do taste good. I've fluctuated my weight for a long time and protein doesn't taste good, but theirs actually does. I mean, I would never drink it now knowing what is in them, but I, that is one thing I will give them from my experience. Um, so yeah, I was a regular customer and then the membership with them is called a preferred member. So I signed up as a preferred member. Is that a membership for the nutrition club? No. It is the Herbalife website. So that's how you get access to the Herbalife website to order your products. Okay. And so you just signed up as a customer. Yes. I think we got introduced to the shop in the beginning of November. So it took a whole month for me to be a regular customer, get signed up and then have them suck me into working. I'm pretty sure I did like a full three weeks in that training, not really being paid. And then she finally decided to put me on the schedule. It's like, wow, what an opportunity. You get real life training as a, like an intern at the Herbalife store. And when you were saying that the shakes tasted good, is that like, 
the shakes that are coming out in the nutrition shops with all the fancy flavors and swirls or also yes. just the shakes like at home? Both actually. Um, I actually really enjoyed the shakes at home, even just making them with water. And I had never been able to make a protein shake with water ever. Um, so, I mean, they really do taste good, but the ones in the shops now, I will also give that to them. My shop was really good about not putting all of the extra foo-foo stuff on it. We never used whipped cream. We never did all the extra. We did use toppings, but for the most part, we tried to keep it basic because a lot of our people were really close to a couple hospitals and um, a lot of our people would ask for the macros. So we tried to keep them as low as possible. Their upline, so my upline's upline was the complete opposite. And he was always like, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And make it more exciting and put chocolate on the inside of the cup and make it pretty. And, and he would actually argue with them about what toppings to put on. And we even avoided nuts because people have a lot of allergies and he doesn't, he didn't care. He was like, Oh, I'll put whatever nut you want on there and we'll make it exciting. And so I am thankful for that because I didn't have to worry about all the extra stuff, but I still have a couple Herbalife shops on my Instagram just to see what's going on and they make them extra. I see these and I'm just like, what the heck are you putting in there to keep it under 250 calories? Like, I mean, I don't want to food shame or anything, but man, it just, it doesn't look that great. No, I don't know. It doesn't. No. Yeah. So I finally did get into trying the teas and I actually, at one point was drinking two teas a day. That was really bad. Oh, wow. Those are like super loaded with caffeine and all kinds of stimulants, right? Yeah, it was really bad. Now, did your guys' shop charge any sort of membership fee? Because sometimes I hear that that's a way that people get around the whole like joining Herbalife thing is joining a quote unquote membership fee for the store, which probably is just an Herbalife membership fee that they don't know about now that you were calling it a membership fee. Um, But that like entitles them to come in once a day and get like a shake and tea combo. Did you guys have any sort of like membership specials like that? We did. Yeah. Um, It was called the VIP special. So um, ours is the theme was basketball because we're on the uh, Illinois campus at U of I. Um, so they went all about like it was the the shop was called fourth quarter. And um, so everything, it was a VIP was our membership. And it was the, it was a cover up for signing up to be a member of Herbalife. And you got Do 20% it. off every time that you came in to get a drink. And it didn't matter oh if it was God. a combo. It was just 20% off regardless of what you got. And did these people know that they were basically signing up as an Herbalife customer or they just, they just thought they were signing up as like a member of the nutrition shop? Well, the way that we were trained to talk to the customers, they didn't know until they walked out the door and got the text from us that said word for word, how to sign up. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. Bait and switch. Yeah. (laughs) What was the average cost? Because I hear outrageous numbers, but I also hear ranges. And I think it really is just like by region, but what was the average cost of getting like a shake and a tea combo? Well, actually we didn't do combos. Um, we did a dollar off if you got a combo. So, I mean, our prices were generally lower than any of them that I've seen, but our shakes were around $6 and our teas were around anywhere from like $3 
seven to 11, depending on, cause a lot of them, some of them have like every single supplement on the list. So it actually doesn't, they don't make a very big profit off of the $11 teas. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is most of the profit from the memberships? Like where's the profit? Where, if there's any the, profit at all, like where is the majority of it coming from? The majority of the profit actually comes from the shakes because the shakes are really cheap to make and they charge $6 for a shake. And it, I think it actually was closer to seven with tax. But even then our taxes were like 11% for food. So they still, I mean, they did, they did pay the taxes. That was one thing they did, but yeah. So I, I don't even know. Cause they, even though I was to the point where I was supposed to be opening a shop, I never actually knew any of the numbers. They, that was kind of like a secret thing for them. Yeah. It was really interesting. That is interesting. So the, the memberships were actually, the profit was to whoever actually signed them up. So like if I was working that day and I was the distributor behind, they called it behind the bar and bar talk then I got the profit. Like if I was actually the person that sent my link to the person to sign up, then I got the profit of whatever they were buying. So we didn't get anything from them signing up. It was just kind of a like, Hey, I did this today thing, like a pat on the back. Yeah. You got a person to sign up. It didn't actually count until they made a sale. Okay. Wow. So everybody that worked at this nutrition club were all underneath the owner on, on like their team, everybody there, right? Yes. And so depending on what shifts you're working, not only are you getting a little bit of money under the table eventually, uh, but you're also building a potential downline. If any of those customers turned into a distributor, they would be underneath you, right? Yes. So it is a front for building a pyramid scheme because that's what everybody says it's not. And I tried to tell people a million times and they don't believe me on TikTok. They get all defensive. But here we go. It is. It's confirmation. And there are (laughs) definitely shops out there that don't like, even in our organization, there was a shop that he didn't even want to do anything with it. The only reason he was giving them any sort of volume, which is what Herbalife calls their money, their points, whatever it is, was because he had to order to get things into his shop. He wasn't signing anybody up. He wasn't, he didn't have a downline. So, I mean, there are people that are actively not Herbalife fronts, but they are still using Herbalife products. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I've seen it. Sometimes you'll see people on like social media, like attack a nutrition shop and leave all these really horrible reviews. I mean, I get it from an anti-MLM perspective and I also understand it from a business perspective. And again, I know MLMs aren't businesses, but like this person is treating it like a business and doing all the business things, believing it's a business because MLM has convinced them that. Right. So like, we also have to remember that that that's the person that's completely clueless as to what's actually going on. Um, yeah. Wow. I've, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to like, even think that there's these people out there who are doing this and like have this business and are treating it as such. And, you know, the people are leaving the comments and saying, oh, it, this is an Herbalife front. This is that, you know, and attacking them or whatever. Right. And this man, I, I saw it the other day. I can't remember 
where it was, but it was on something. And he was like, no, he's like, no, I'm not even recruiting. I don't even like that aspect of it. I just really like the products. Like we're just using the products and he's defending it, right? Like in the comment section and people are commenting back, you could find similar products for less money and not support pyramid schemes. I just, I felt horrible for this man. I felt horrible. I was like, oh, he did not deserve this today, but I I was very torn. Like he is that exception that you're talking about here. Yeah. And unfortunately he doesn't see it because there are, there are similar products out there for less that he could be using. Definitely. I don't know if you can hear my dogs barking, but I apologize if you can. (laughs) Life happens when we do these shows, you know? Yes. motorcycles go by and sirens and roofers like don't even worry about it (laughs) so I have a few notes that I just want to go over um just from being in the not a pyramid scheme because that's my first note is that that was one of the things that they always said was that it's not a pyramid scheme but just from everything that I just told you we know that it is Yeah. Um, And like, obviously like a pyramid scheme is the only thing that would teach you what to say if someone accused you of being one. Yes. Like no one else out there is being like, okay, just in case anybody accuses us of this, here are the reasons why we're not. (laughs) Like only pyramid schemes do that. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So the first thing I have is that they, they very, very much like pushed me to quit my job. So they wanted me to go full-time and they they pushed that part-time work for full-time pay all the time, even though that I was all day, every day on my phone. And that is considered full-time. So the biggest thing in being a distributor is that you have to hit 2,500 volume points every month, which is $2,500 in sales. Every dollar is a volume point. They go by volume points because it's an international business. They have to have a way to differentiate between the different types of money. So 2,500 volume points. And then they say off zero. So being off zero is the first of the month you go to zero and you want to be off zero as soon as possible. So that was the biggest thing. So that was the first thing that you got pushed at the first of the month. It was always get off zero, get off zero. And then the second one was 1500 volume points by the 15th of the month. So that was in order to qualify. So there was a qualifiers call. It was all about the zoom calls. The qualifiers call was always someone way up ahead of us in the pyramid. And they were typically president's team. That's like the um, second from the top. Um, Chairman's club is the top. And then it's president's team is right under them. So it was typically a president's team member that would get on the call and talk to us about everything Herbalife. Um, So you had to have 1500 value points by the 15th of the month to get to the qualifiers call. I mean, a hundred dollars in sales every day, every day, every single day, every single day. And are those sales coming from hopefully the people that are coming into the nutrition club and liking it enough that they're buying it to make it at home? Yes. And how often does that happen? I mean, for me, I was really good at my job. So, I mean, it happened that I usually got at least two people a day to sign up. Now, whether they actually made a sale that day, it typically took them a little while. You know, they always had to wait for payday or all of this. So, I mean, there was always an excuse. But yeah, I typically did at least $200 in sales a day. Wow. Yeah. It was. And there's a lot of people out there that are buying it because they're commenting on everything. I know that there are fans 
obviously it's a billion dollar industry. Like we know there are yeah. fans. People and ask that question that was, all the time. Who's buying this? It's like, I don't know, but they are. Yeah. There's a lot of people. And that was one thing that they, I mean, they were really smart about moving out here because nobody knew about it. I didn't know about Herbalife and I knew a lot about, you know, pyramid schemes and MLMs and all of it. And I've been in them before and I had never heard of Herbalife before. So they definitely. Herbalife's been around since like 1980. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I learn about new MLMs every day. People are like, have you heard about this? I'm like, what? No. I know I'm on the Life After MLM Facebook page and I'll always see someone like, is this a pyramid scheme or is this an MLM? Yeah, it is. Well, I didn't know about it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It wild. is. Um, so the next I have is QFE. So qualify for everything. That was the biggest thing that Herbalife, that my uplines always told me was QFE. We had groups on, there was always something going on. There was Telegram is what we used for our like group chats. So we had group chats on Telegram. We had Facebook groups. We had all these, we had a VIP group on Facebook for all of the members. Every time we had a member sign up under us, we had to get them into this VIP group. Cause that was where we all got our information. Um, it's just like then, the indoctrination, right? It's like, get in this, yeah. group, get in this chat, get in this place, get in here. Here's all the information. How many there were, how, like how dedicated I had to be until I got out and I started removing myself from all these groups. I was like, Holy cow. Oh there's so God. many. That's um, yes. Yes. I yeah. still every so often we'll see. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm still in this group. Yes. Even years later. Yes. Or I still follow that person. Why? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that takes us to my first qualifiers call. So the first time I hit 1500 by the 15th, I don't remember what month it was. So I don't know how many months it actually took me to do it. I didn't keep track of that, but my first qualifiers call, I was so excited. I was so proud of myself for hitting that 1500 by the 15th. And I mean, I'm sure you can imagine because we all, when we're in it, we want to make the sales. So um, I actually, it was at the, this time where these other two girls were getting ready to sign up. They were actually going to be working at the other, the new shop. So they didn't qualify, but they were still able to sit in on it because they were brand new. And it was just kind of a way to get them excited about it. Um, so we actually went to my upline's house. And they had a big, huge TV and they hooked up their Zoom call to the TV. So we got to watch it. And um, about 15 minutes into the call, I was fashioned. What? Yeah. Not specifically no. me, but he fashioned generally on the call. He said that if you are, and I am, I, I am plus size, so I don't use the word fat, but I've been using it now because this is how he said it. Um, so he said, if you are fat working in a nutrition shop, why are you there? Because if people are coming in to a nutrition shop to buy their shakes and teas, they don't want to see someone who doesn't know how to use the products. What? I mean, that is one, like, so unbelievably ignorant to even assume that anybody in any shaped body would be quote unquote unhealthy or doesn't yes. quote unquote know what they're talking about or doing just by looking at them. Like that's just disgusting first and yes. foremost. And something that we've all learned here in the past few months uh, with toxic diet culture and all the bullshit that's been happening on social media. Anyway, like that's insane that that's the messaging that Herbalife is allowing to go out Yeah, with their name on and it. 
and he was like super high strung and like just he wasn't the typical person that would actually do a qualifiers call and it was just kind of ironic that that was the first one that I got to be on and two girls that were on the call were with me like signing up to be in this other they're super fit and tiny and you know and they they it didn't even probably just went right over their heads because they weren't really paying attention to it but I heard it and oh I was crying God. by the time I left. It's like I worked so hard to get to this 1500 to qualify for this call. And this is what I get. It goes with Herbalife's original messaging though. Uh, back in the day, I don't know if you've seen the John Oliver special uh, of last week tonight where they talk about multi-level marketing, but they talk about like the guy that founded it. Uh, and he's in some like congressional hearing about Herbalife. And he was like, well, you know, the women complaining about this, like, have you seen them? They could probably use some of our products. Like it's even yep. like fat shaming back then. Like, so one, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That is so not even true and so disgusting. Uh, and, and second, like Herbalife, like this is ingrained in them. Yes. It's very obvious from like the beginnings of the founder and the way he was and the way that this has sort of been targeted. It's just insane to me. It, you, you'd think that a company would listen, but then we have to remember again, like we know that these aren't companies. Exactly. They're commercial colds and scams and schemes. So of course they don't care what their haters think. Of course they don't nope. want to be better. They don't need to be better. Anyway. Let's yeah. continue <laughs> with more Herbalife horror. Yes. So the next thing I have is um, the first business trip that I got to go on. They do STS is, I'm not going to remember what any of these things stand for. They're very weird about using. Um, oh, it's like, all their Herbalife cult speak. Yeah. You yeah. have to be very inclusive yeah. because you want to get to the level to be like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. I say <laughs> I got to go, but I actually was kind of forced to go on this business trip. So it was in July. I was getting married in October. So it was four months before my wedding. And I told them that I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay back and run the shop because I didn't, it's not that I couldn't afford to go. I just didn't want to spend that extra money to go to Texas from Illinois to see a bunch of people clap for each other and that's all it is it's a bunch of loud music and getting it's a hyped show party. And, yeah yeah exactly my upline the wife in my upline is very manipulative so I went to Texas um so I actually ended up driving 18 hours to Texas with my upline this was the husband in the upline and the wife was actually a flight attendant part-time so she got to fly for free so, so she wait flew. a second the wife flew yes. and then sent you with her husband on an 18-hour car ride yes what yes and that was the only way that they could justify me going basically like they could like if we could drive and it would cost me less money than flying then sure do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. 
But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. So I went and so we get there and we are staying in this insane, immaculate Airbnb. And of course, it's being paid for by our president's team, their upline. And it's crazy. Like, I have never stayed in a place like this before. Just like the rubbing it in your face. Like, I'm going to buy this for you. Like, I'm going to buy you this crazy, immaculate Airbnb because I can. And he also walks in the room with a Louis strapped across his chest. Like, just all the things head to toe in Lululemon. And no shame to anybody for wearing Lululemon. But I'm just saying, like, that is... That's the vibe that I got from him is that I'm just going to rub my money in your face. <laughs> yeah, that upline, like, look at how fancy I am. I remember going to something and having to go to like my uplines, uplines hotel room to let them know I was there and just sort of check in and be like, I'm here. And they were staying in some like two story suite, the two of them. And I'm just like, what the heck? I'm like, exactly. oh, you know, well, you know, it's a tax write off because like, we're going to have a team meeting here. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> What? Oh, now that you say that, we did have a team meeting in our Airbnb. Of course you That's did. funny. So the biggest thing that stuck out to me for being at this event, which, I mean, this event was kind of cool, like for someone, and I'm not going to lie, I was pretty motivated after I left because that's what they do. I mean, they play loud music and they hype you up and everybody's drinking their teas. So we're, you know, we're ready to go. So it's just like a sea of rainbow drinks. Just like. Yes, literally. <laughs> you can hear the lift off. <laughs> um, so have a t-shirt business and I made shirts for everyone to wear as a group to this event and my upline. So I made one for my upline and then my upline's upline because he was buying our Airbnb and he was going to be there and all this stuff. So I made shirts for everybody. And I somehow, it wasn't put, the blame was not put on me, but I ended up making the wrong size shirt for somebody. And so long story short, we had an extra, extra large t-shirt. And I personally wanted a 2X t-shirt because I like my shirts to be a little bit baggy. And by the end of it, I ended up wearing an extra large to the event because they forced me to. Oh my god. They they fat shamed me into thinking that I needed to wear an extra large and not the 2X. But what is the point of that? Because somebody else needed the 2X more? No, it was literally just like so because there was an extra one and it was an extra large, they wanted me to try it on because they wanted me they basically wanted to prove to me that the 2X was too big. But it 
it doesn't matter. It's what I feel comfortable in. Right. That's so strange. How culty. Yeah. I'm like tugging and pulling on my shirt all day because I'm wearing an extra large and I feel like it's too tight. Like I have to sit in a chair all day. And yeah. So what did the shirt say? Sip local was our big thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So worth it. (laughs) Yes. So it says sip sip, local, sip local on the front. And then the back was a list of all of our shops. Cause at that point we had had four. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Hun culture, like, yes, those, those that are listening that haven't been in it, there's a little glimpse. Those of us that were in, yes. like, oh my God, I had a matching team shirt too. Yes. We had yeah. one that said like, I sell leggings and unicorns and dreams or something horrible, <laughs> something horrible. And my mom was in Lularo too. So I, I get all of that. I <laughs> love it. I still see people wearing Lularo and I'll, say to my wife I'm like that person's wearing Lularo and she's like how do you know I'm like oh you know (laughs) you just know just know the Carly is just iconic (laughs) oh why um so once we got into the event the funniest thing to me so we had these people from um from Ohio they came it was this big group that were super high up in the company and they were doing, they were doing crazy things like to the point where we were like, how are they even making that happen? Um, so of course they brought them in because they wanted us to think that, you know, we needed to do that too. They were opening shops like every other day and their sales were just insane. Um, so they brought these people up and every time an Herbalife person got on the stage, no matter what title they were, no matter how high up they were, Every single person in the room in VIP. So there was a whole VIP section. You had to qualify to get to VIP at this event, of course. So every VIP person in the room would walk up, no, run up to the stage with their notebooks open and want them, want an autograph from these people. (laughs) I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) These are Herbalife reps. Like what? Yeah, high-ranking LuLaRoe reps and the people in home office, especially if they had something named after them, would sign tags. Like like the guy that was named, the the Randy, the guy Randy, he would sign, like when he would sell Randy's, he would sign the tags, the Randy tags. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm walking around looking at these people's notebooks and it's literally like just a list of their notes that they're taking with a random autograph. Like, do you even know it's who so that strange. person is? Hun culture so again. booming music and like hype everybody up and the person would literally be, and I have, I have pictures just because I thought it was so crazy. Like this, just this random guy from Ohio signing people's notebooks just because he's an Herbalife. Like that was crazy to me. Yeah. It's like these people, and we've said it a million times, but it's like, nobody knows who you are outside of your MLM. Like you might be a celebrity inside your MLM. You see a lot of these high ranking people who are very out there on social media. You know that they're like the top of the pyramid kind of people. Yes, And it's like, no one knows who they are outside of their MLM. And I, I am going to say this guy's name just because he, he's, pretty famous on Instagram. So I'm pretty sure people will know him, but his name is Tatted Prez. And so he, he actually created his own emblem when he became president's team, Tatted Prez. So it's like a T and a P together. And he has like this big chain necklace that he wears. He literally has Tatted Prez, his emblem tattooed behind his ear. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
He has a tattoo and a matching gold chain. Yes. Wow. That's commitment. Yes. That's (laughs) when we talk about lifers, when we talk about people being so deep that they can't leave. That's That's what we're talking about. (laughs) Yep. That is what we're talking about. Absolutely. Wow. Imagine having to come out after all of that and being like, I was wrong. (laughs) It's a scam. You know what I mean? Like he can't, he's got a tattoo on his freaking head. Yep. So another thing about just being at the event, um, I'm pretty sure I was a supervisor by the time we went to Texas, which means that I did 2000 volume points in the first two months of being a distributor, which is like, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much have to, because if you don't do it in the first two months, then you have to do 4,000 in the first like five months or something crazy. I didn't even pay attention to that because I was like, I'm getting to supervisor no matter what. So when we got to the event, of course, they have everybody stand up. Like if you're a supervisor, stand up and see all the other people that are supervisors with you. Like, so we had to clap for each other. And then that I goes all the way up to president's day, but I couldn't even tell you like what all the rankings are right now. That one was interesting. So then the last thing I have for that event is that we went to breakfast before we left um, Texas that day. We went with my upline and their upline and we were talking about my wedding dress. So um, like I said, I am plus size. So my wedding dress ended up being ordered like a size too big um, because it was an Australian designer and neither me or the lady that sold it to me really kind of really understood (laughs) what the Australian sizing was. So it ended up being a size too big. But I also was actively losing weight. I was taking my Herbalife products and I was I was losing weight. So that is one thing that Herbalife did for me was help me fit into my wedding dress. But by that point, my wedding dress was already too big for me. So I was like, I have to stop. Like I have to maintain until October because I cannot afford to get even more taken out of my wedding dress. So I was talking about this to my upline and their up or beyond their upline. And I was just like, you know, it sucks to try to be a coach right now, not actively doing it. You know what I mean? Like if you're actively doing it, if you're doing a challenge is what they call it, you're supposed to drink two shakes a day and at least one tea. And I was drinking the tea, but I was only drinking one or not even having a shake a day. So they're upline. So the guy that straps a Louis across his chest was like, can't you just buy another wedding dress? Uh, no, you just can't. <laughs> no. No, no, it doesn't, like, not it that doesn't work like, like that. that. No, I don't have your money. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So that just kind of proved to me that his money is very disposable. Yeah. And, it's, and like, doesn't even care about like your very real problem. Nope. No, not at all. No, he just thought that that was an excuse for me not to like actively be coaching people. He's like, keep losing weight and just buy another dress. Like, yeah. what's the pro- I don't understand the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So needless to say, I did not buy a new wedding dress. I did end up having to get three inches taken off of each side of my wedding dress. So six inches total. So, I mean, I did something, but wasn't enough for him. Yeah. So I want to talk about loaded tees. Can okay. we talk about loaded tees? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, it feels to me like Kool-Aid in a cup. It's got tea powder whatever. Like to me, when I think about tea, it's like in a little mug with a tea bag 
or, yes. you know, something like that. But I understand that there are powder variants of many things, but like when I look at a loaded tea and I see them on my feet all the time, they don't, that doesn't look like tea. It looks like a snow cone drink. Yes. Okay. So the first thing that you learn when you become a distributor is that it's called tea because the base of it is herbal tea concentrate. So they take a tea bag and they make it super duper fine so that that's where you get the caffeine and the guarana or whatever it is. Um, so that that's why they're able to call it tea or that's why they want to call it tea is because the base of it is tea, but they don't tell you that's a, that's only half a teaspoon. <laughs> so only half a teaspoon of the tea is, is actually tea the tea. powder. Yes. Concentrated tea powder. Yes. And then the liftoff is more caffeine. The liftoff is the tablet that is like B12 and, and the liftoff is flavored. So that That's gives the it a little bit of color. In the hot water, right? Yes. At the bottom. And it gets fizzy. Yeah. And why um, does it, why is it mixed with hot water? Does it just fizz faster? Yeah. So there was a certain process. So you had to do like all the powdered stuff at the bottom and mix it with hot water. And it was literally just to make it go faster, just because we were making so many that we had to make the process go a little bit faster. Um, so yeah, you mix it with hot and you don't have to mix it with hot water. Like when I was making them at home, it just, it could be like lukewarm. It just takes a little bit longer for it to dissolve. Okay. Um, so it's just to help it dissolve quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really a necessity. So it was herbal tea concentrate and lift off. The lift off has a little bit of color depending on what flavor you use. And then, um, there were other things that you could add to it. Like the beauty booster is the collagen and H3O is the hydration formula. But and these are all just like Herbalife supplements that you can buy and use at home as well. Yes. Yep. Um, so the Kool-Aid part is, it's literally Kool-Aid. I mean, it's sugar-free drink mix that they put in little containers to make it look fancy. And I mean, it's, it's literally like a crystal light packet. Like when we didn't have a flavor, we would use crystal light packets. And some people do, like some people don't like using the Herbalife brand of flavors and they literally go to the grocery store and buy the little sticks of powder to use. I mean, there's so many flavors at yeah. the grocery store and Walmart and Target. Like if you go in the drink section, because last summer we were making our own Yeah, and there's so many there's even ones that have collagen there's even lift yes. off ones like with the fizzy energy like it's yes it's all there in in the walmart powder drink section and so much cheaper and so much cheaper yes okay so then you do the hot water you mix that up you add the ice right yep and then like 99.8 percent of the drink is water yeah and the way that you layer it is just so that it has that rainbow effect. Yep. I mean, if I want a kiwi strawberry, I would mix it all up anyway, because then I would, because the flavors are separate. Like I want, yep. I want the flavor. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that was, that's one thing that drove me crazy is that we made a strawberry lemonade and it was one of the most popular drinks, but they called it a burner cup where you would literally mix just the drink mix with water to make it like a brighter color and you would pour it over the top. And we did that with the strawberry lemonade, but I'm like, strawberry lemonade, you're going to want to mix that strawberry in there. Like it's going to yeah. end up looking like a poop brown color by the time you're done. 
Well, it's like if you get a caramel, like an iced caramel macchiato. Yeah. And you don't mix it. You're just going to get a bunch of vanilla milk and then a bunch of espresso. You have to mix it up. Like the layering is pretty, but defeats the purpose of the drink. If the flavor you purchased is the flavor you intend on actually having. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's pretty. They're, they're cool. You see them all over Facebook. You see them all over social media everywhere. I see them on TikTok all the time. A lot last year, a lot. Yeah. I also was introduced, speaking of the Walmart drink aisle, was also introduced to Jana of the account Silver Linings Lessons. Yes. Um, Love her. Is awesome. And so let's talk about what she's doing and, and how it compares to an herbal life loaded tea. From yeah. Someone I mean, who she, made them for a living. Yeah. So she is taking, I mean, she's doing exactly what you were just saying. She's going and to Walmart and finding things like something that has collagen and something that has extra caffeine. And I mean, she is making these teas essentially for a quarter of the price, probably an eighth of the price, actually. I mean, she's making a tea for like $2 when we sell them for 11. It's insane. And I mean, there's so many things that you can get like the aloe drink mix that we put in there, it's literally just to help your digestive system and it makes it a little bit sweeter, but I literally have the aloe drink mix at my house right now. Like it's from Walmart. Yeah. They sell it by yeah. like the gallon. Yeah. My daughter really likes the aloe that has like the chunks of aloe in the bottom because when we yes. make those drinks, she likes to drink the aloe pieces. I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, yep. that sounds delicious. And that's the really cool thing is like making them at home my daughter's able to make like these rainbow drinks that aren't necessarily loaded with caffeine and all of these extra things that are in the Herbalife ones. And again, like it's, it's just Kool-Aid mix with water and she makes up like a red one and a blue one and she makes it and she's like, look, it's going to turn purple. And like, it's literally just, I've called it Kool-Aid. I've called it all kinds of things. My friend Carrie on TikTok as well has made all of these videos and she's like it's just syrup in water and like people have come at her and and m- me as well like defending that it's not Kool-Aid that it's actually all of these things and I was like every single person I talked to though and everything that I've learned goes exactly against what you're actually saying yeah I mean it's literally Kool-Aid I mean, the thing that makes it expensive is the fact that it has the Herbalife name on it and it's an Herbalife supplement. Like you can get collagen anywhere. You can get a hydration. They call it a hydration formula, but you can get, it's basically like liquid IV. Like, yeah. I was just going to say liquid IV. Just sprinkle a little bit of that in there. Yeah. I mean, the, and these things at the grocery store go on sale all the time. So yes. if you're an, a loaded tea person, that's just like, oh, but I need it. Like every time you're at the store, just grab like another box. Of a different flavor to try. And then all of a sudden you'll have a whole pantry full of boxes. You'll have so many. And then if you follow Jana, again, I'll put her info in the show notes, Silver Linings Lessons. Like you, she does all the recipes for all the holidays and all the popular ones that are going around. And I mean, they look exactly My favorite part about her is that she does the stickers just like the Herbalife cups. Yes, she's so got, funny. She's got her account name <laughs> on the sticker. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. 
Um, let's talk about that too. Like, so at these nutrition stores, like people, again, like we've seen the, the defending on Facebook, like whatever it is, they're always something, something nutrition. That's usually mm-hmm. how you can tell they always have nutrition. They don't have a lot of Herbalife signage on the outside. I, I have seen some that do, but that's very rare. I believe it's in the contract that it's not supposed to be outside. Cause I've also read the contract. Yes. Um, and it seems like it's pretty well hidden, but not to the point that if somebody asked, they would deny it. It's yes. just like, it's like, sort of like, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. I have experience in, so the first shop that I worked at, that was fourth quarter nutrition. They went into like a retail space. So they didn't have the option to do the behind the bar type stuff. So it's actually supposed to be like a big bar where you can just kind of sit there and watch them make your drink. And, you know, they're not really hiding the products from you. They just don't really advertise it. But this shop actually had a back room, like a whole door you had to walk through and make the drinks and then come back out. So people really thought we were trying to hide it from them. Like they would ask what's in our products and we would have to like bring the container from the back and bring it up front and let them know. Like, again, we weren't really hiding it from them. We just didn't tell them until they asked us. So yeah, that, but then the second shop that they opened it was called the blend spot and they had it set up like a bar. So I got experience in both. And I don't think that either one had less people actually questioning you. Like, I actually think that behind the bar, when they can see the products being made, I think they kind of question it a little bit more because they're like, Oh, what are you putting in my drink? Yeah. At the blend spot, was it more like a focus on shakes? No, it was still, it was definitely still both. Um, I actually think we sold more teas there because it was, it was a small town. It was a lot of like teachers and stay at home moms that would come in and want their energy for the day. I don't want to give Herbalife nutrition shop owners any ideas, but I'm really confused as to why they haven't like done like they have in Vegas where it's like the slushy machines where it's just all the flavors of all their stuff. And they're just like, Oh, you want a strawberry lemonade? Like, and it's all slushy. Cause there's because too many I, things in them. <laughs> Cause I feel like the slushy aspect or even making it all in a blender and slushing it up. I feel like that's next. And I feel like maybe this was the moment that it started. Unfortunately, yeah. they did start putting liftoffs in shakes. So like there's a, there's four different flavors of liftoffs and whatever it matches up with in a shake. So we have like an orange creamsicle shake. They would put an orange lift off in it. So you get your caffeine and your okay, I could shake see that. together. But I'm yeah. thinking just like Herbalife Slurpees at this point. Like yeah, it's just right? like a loaded tea, but it's Might frozen. as well at this point. <laughs> I mean, that sounds good. Maybe we'll just do those at home. Because that actually yeah. kind of does sound good when it gets hot out. I, I could go for some of those. Yeah, <laughs> but let's not. let's not do that at the nutrition shops. Please disregard my great idea. Right. <laughs> I feel like as soon as that happens, I'm going to be blamed for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what started happening in your Herbalife journey where you were like, this is not for me. I do not receive this anymore. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. So I was kind of like the middleman in conversations between husband and wife. Wife would definitely tell me more than husband would. And it got really awkward to the point where I would get a little more information than I was probably supposed to information. No, just like business information, like what shop is coming next or like, like if 
when their upline came to town, like we weren't supposed to know. He was just supposed to like surprise us, but I would always know. Too much proprietary information. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. So I got word that this next shop was opening and it was supposed to be in a town like 20 minutes away. And she was like, well, we don't really have anybody to run this one. Um, She's like, what, like, how would you feel about like being a shop owner? And I was like, obviously at that point I was like, hard in Herbalife I was like that would be awesome like that's my goal she told me that I was like potentially going to be the owner but then he was still kind of like we don't really know who's going to be the owner when they say owner does that mean you're going to run that shop like they still are paying the lease and they still own it right yes and that is yeah that's where hardcore confusion comes out because yeah and I have one other question really quick to clear up some of my own confusion and maybe some listeners as well is it customary for like a mega pyramid top hun to be behind multiple nutrition shops in a region or was that sort of exclusive to you guys? No, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. It's typically, if you see, like if your town has more than one, it's typically the same person. That's like the same upline that is helping their downline open a shop. And the shop's really break even it's literally just a recruiting front absolutely okay yeah all yeah. right <laughs> because i was like really heavy into being a distributor that was a very big opportunity for me to get this new town of people and introduce them and i mean that was an entire 1500 people town for me to have preferred members like that was right that was a very big opportunity for me that's a lot of potential like some of those Absolutely. people might join your you could get some people to work in your shop like yes let's build this pyramid woo woo let's go yeah and at that point I did not have I never actually did end up having a downline so I was still actively looking for my first person to be at my downline um, so that again was my opportunity to get someone to be underneath me once they actually introduced the idea of me becoming the owner of the shop, and I say owner as in running the shop, I wasn't going to have a penny in the shop at all. They So they started the social media because that's what they do first is they start the Instagram page for the shop. Even if it doesn't even exist yet, they'll start the Instagram page. And I got access to the Instagram page. So I was told that I needed to post 12 times a day between my personal Instagram and business Instagram and Facebook, I was between stories and regular posts. I was supposed to post 12 times a day. I got to the point where I would literally post everything. If I was drinking water, I would post it. If I was going to the gym, I would post it. Like I, I got to the point where I was running out of things to post. So I would literally just like blog my whole life on Facebook stories and Instagram stories because my upline was watching my Instagram. He literally got to the point where he was watching the amount of people that I followed. So I was told when we started the business page, I had to follow at least a hundred people a day. And I don't know that many people. So I had to go in the search bar on Instagram and search the location of this new shop and follow every single person that had this location tagged. Even if it was just them visiting this town, like I still find people on my Instagram that I don't know. I'm like, who is this person? Oh yeah. They're from there. So it's probably from the shop. Oh my God. That's dangerous. It is. Yeah. But then he got to the point where he was also watching my personal Instagram page 
and kind of, he was like trying to build it to where I would get more followers. I had some like, um, shipment day was an exciting thing for me. So like when I got my Herbalife boxes in, I would post it and I would show people like what I got and what supplements I was excited to try. And he was like, take all that down. You don't ever mention Herbalife on your Instagram page. On your personal Instagram? Yeah. So save said, all the Herbalife stuff for the shop Instagram or just don't I mean, they never really showed products on the Instagram, on the business page either. I think it was just because when people see Herbalife, when they see the label, they kind of get scared and, or they get mad because it's an MLM. <laughs> or they get curious and, and they Google it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. they don't want you to know what it is. They don't want you no. any information before they can start love bombing you. Yeah. So I could put on there that I was on my wellness journey, but I wasn't able to post that it what it was. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Too. Yes. So social media definitely got to the point where I was being controlled and I didn't like that. It's I very mean, interesting that he's like watching you, seeing yeah, who you're following. Just like the fact that wow. he would literally text me and be like, you have 20 more people to follow today. Wow. I, I know that that kind of stuff happens. I hear other stories. Um, I've actually also been reached out to by people that are in MLMs who want, um, I, I want to follow you, but I'm going to be following you from a burner account because my upline can't see that I'm following you, but I want to be able to talk to you. And this is my burner account and they'll yes. send me their information and we'll talk on a fake account because they are literally terrified because they don't have an exit plan yet, that if they talk to me and are associated with me, that they'll get terminated. And so they have to create fake accounts to talk to me to get advice. And I'm not the only advocate that this is happening to. Because I talk to other people, I go, does this happen to anybody else? They're like, oh my gosh. And sometimes it's the same person. And they're reaching out to multiple people going, I just need help and I need answers and I have questions. And I mean, the fact that this is a quote unquote business that's supposed to be an amazing opportunity that you're allowed to run in the pockets of your time is getting people to the point that they are so terrified to ask questions that they are making fake accounts because they know they're being watched. And here's more proof because you're confirming that you were being watched as well, that they're making fake accounts to get help. And people still tell me, I don't understand why you say it's so hard. You just hit the cancel button. It's like, here's another example of why yep. it's so hard to live in the same watched. episode. Here's another example. Yep. Like when I say these are cults, like I'm not just being cheeky and fun. No, not at all. And so I started following you on TikTok, like probably like in the middle of being in active in Herbalife. And every time I would watch one, you know, I love you and I love the LuLaRoe stuff behind it because my mom was in LuLaRoe. So I always thought it was just funny and interesting. And I've watched Lula Rich and I just, every time you would say something about, you know, being a call, I'm like, oh, Herbalife isn't like that. Just in the back of my mind, <laughs> I was always like, eh, Herbalife isn't like that. That's not Herbalife. I would even like make my wife watch them and be like, do you really think that that's, that's Herbalife? Like, there's no way, there's no way I could be doing something like that. But then I started realizing that that's exactly what I was doing. Right. Isn't it funny? I get messages like that too, where it's like, I just, I loved Lula Rich and I just loved the Lula Rose stuff. And then like you talked about my MLM and I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this girl anymore. You know, then you talked about something that happened to me or happened to somebody I knew. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yes. 
Exactly. And I don't know. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but here's your bad news. Yeah. And I don't know when the flip, the switch flipped in my brain where I was like, okay, maybe she's right. Maybe I should actually watch these. And like, maybe all of these things are actually happening to me, but I mean, it, I had to figure out on my own, just like anything else that happens in life, you have to be the one to figure it out yourself. So something that really made me realize that I was not where I needed to be in my life, being in Herbalife was like, we had calls all the time. So we had Wednesday and Sunday calls. Every other Monday was a team call. And then every morning on Monday was a motivation, Monday motivation. Um, So you're constantly on Zoom. Like we were required to be on these calls, even if we were working. So like, it was totally normal for customers to walk in and I'd be on Monday motivation and be like, oh, you're just on your Zoom call. It's okay. But it got to the point where they ran out of things to talk about. So they started having us speak on calls. So I multiple times was forced to speak on calls. Like I do not like speaking in front of people or public speaking, or even if it's on a Zoom call, like I do not like it, especially because we had to show our faces. And I was already fashioned from multiple people in Herbalife. So I did not want to speak. I mean, there was hundreds of people on these calls. So I was like forced to talk about things. And I mean, I was comfortable talking about what I was talking about because it was just like how to run a shop or is how to get preferred members and that kind of stuff. But just the fact that I was forced to do something that I was completely uncomfortable with. And she, it was the wife in the situation. And she would always tell me like, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Like I, I did multiple times, but that didn't help me in any way, shape or form. If anything, it made me more insecure about talking on Zoom calls. (laughs) Jeez, I'm sorry. Yeah. Then becoming the owner of a shop became kind of like my identity with them. So I was no longer their employee. I was more of like a friend that they were like helping to open a shop. So it got to the point where I, I didn't get to make any decisions in opening shop. I didn't get to pick the name. I didn't get to pick the colors of what it was going to be. I started making a logo because like I said, I make t-shirts. That's what I do all the time is make logos and I make designs for shirts and whatever. So I designed a logo that they did not use. Just like all of these things that I'm supposed to be the owner of the shop, but I do not get to make any decisions at all. I didn't get to pick what the menu was. I had all these ideas of like shakes that I had tried that I thought were good. And I had like sampled them to customers to make sure that they were good. And they were like, oh yeah, we're not doing that. You're going to have the same exact menu that we have. Even though it's a town that's almost 30 minutes away from the original shop. I have to have the same exact menu. I understand having the same menu for like people from another shop. They're like, oh, are you affiliated? I love the whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, we can make that. But like, why not also have something that sets you apart? That's a little more fun. Why tell you you're the owner? Why say that you're the one that's in charge and then micromanage everything? Yes. Like just be like, hey, this is our other location and you're going to be the manager and run it. Like why even use that bait and switch title of owner? You're not the owner. Like why even use that other than to like get your hopes up and make you feel more important than you were? Yep. That's exactly what it was. And eventually if I were to have stayed in and if I were to have opened the shop, once you are a distributor for one calendar year, 
you can own a nutrition shop. So I eventually would have owned this shop. I would have taken over the lease. I would have taken over the bills and I would have owned it, but I was only in it for nine months at this time. So that wasn't an option for me. And they had already done this with a couple other people, a couple other distributors and it had worked out. So, oh, so they're like nutrition shop planting, putting in a, a quote unquote, a manager who's close enough to their one year date that when they hit the one year date that they'll sort of you know, like give the shop to essentially, yep. Yep. but they're and also at the top of the pyramid. So they're getting all of the benefits of all of this and then yes. losing the cost because they're giving it to you. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Um, so then one of the big things with switching over to becoming the owner with like taking over social media and, you know, all of this is they started watching me like Hawk as if they could watch me any closer. They were watching my volume daily. They were watching the sales that I was making in a shop. Like they wanted me to be the perfect Herbalife distributor. Otherwise I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to become an owner. So they literally told me because it was probably like, I don't know, probably like the eighth or ninth, maybe even the 10th of the month. So it was getting close to that make 1500 by the 15th. And I wasn't there yet. And they were like, oh, you're probably waiting for club volume because you get extra volume from being in a club, like you get volume for every drink that you sell. And that volume was going to come to me because I was technically the owner. So like, oh, you're probably waiting for club volume. When we didn't even know, we didn't even have a date to open the shop yet. And they were saying that I wasn't working hard enough and I wasn't getting enough sales because I was just waiting for the club volume. How much is club volume? Like, what do you get per drink you sell? I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is per drink, but Per day, the average is like probably between two and five grand. In volume? Yeah. Oh my God, that's a lot. Yeah. No, that that was probably in a week. I mean, even in a week, that's even a lot. in a week. That's a yeah, lot. it's a lot. That's but yeah, a lot of was, volume. It was a lot. And I mean, that's why they were telling me that I was probably waiting for club volume. But like that made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. And I was doing everything that I could at that point. Well, of course, it's always going to be your fault. Yeah, exactly. No matter what. Exactly. I was supposed to go, they always do flyers. So it'd be like a flyer that says like coming soon. And it would be a coupon on the back. It'd be like a dollar off of a drink. I had to go flyer by myself. I had to do this entire town by myself. So I had to go to businesses. I had to go to schools. I had to go. There was an event that I had to go to by myself. I mean, I dragged my wife along, but. Um, I had to go basically like mingle and introduce my, introduce myself as the owner of this shop when I wasn't even doing anything. So people would ask questions about stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't know, but I'm supposed to be the owner. I just introduced myself as the owner and I don't even know how to answer questions because I'm not making these decisions. It's such an arbitrary title. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't understand. It just feels like being set up to fail. I mean, obviously it's an MLM, so it is. So that makes sense. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm seeing that. Cause like, that's what it is, but like, wow, like even that, like all of it. Yeah. It was, it was hard at the end. I, I don't even really know when I started to switch my mindset of not wanting to be in it anymore. I know that there was this one day where this girl, she was working at one of the other shops. She actually she wanted to open her own shop too. So she came out and flyered with me and we just kind of talked. And I mean, we were, we're both talkative. So we were just kind of talking and 
like complaining about things that we wanted to complain about. And I just kind of left that day, like, wow, like this is really, this is bad. And I didn't realize how bad it was until someone else said that it was happening. I basically, from the day that I started working for them was their bitch. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, but I was, I was their bitch. I did everything for them to like making things for them at the very last second. And like I said, I make t-shirts and cups. So I would do stuff at the last second because they would decide they wanted to do an event and wouldn't have time to do stuff. And I would work when I wasn't scheduled to work just because, you know, there was any random excuse that they had that they, you know, I was their yes man for a very long time. And I think it was that day with this other girl where she was saying things out loud that I was doing that I didn't realize that I was doing, or I, it's not that I didn't realize I was doing it because I knew I was, but I just, I didn't realize how bad it was until she said it out loud. And that was probably like the last week in September. And we had events coming up for the wedding. So we had like my bridal shower and our bachelorette weekend. And I just wanted to make sure from them that I was going to be able to get that time off. Cause it was, it was always kind of hit or miss with whether I was actually going to get time off. And I did. And so we went on our bachelorette weekend and we went to Nashville and we came back and I had seven bridesmaids and five of them got COVID. Oh no. (laughs) So we came back and we all kind of passed around COVID and I was the last person to get it. So there was actually a second event kind of similar to the Texas event that was happening in Chicago. And we're about two and a half hours away from Chicago. So it wasn't going to be terrible, but it was exactly seven days before the wedding. It was the Saturday before the wedding. I was going to go just because I knew that it was going to be a fight like it was last time. But I decided to tell her at kind of the last minute that I wasn't going to go because not only can I not afford to go because every single penny has to go to the wedding at this point, but I just didn't have time. Like there were so many things we were getting married an hour and a half away from where we live. So there were so many things that still needed to be put together and planned And I had to make sure, you know, people were where they were supposed to be. And regardless of any of these excuses that are coming out of my mouth, it doesn't matter, but she was still going to force me to go. And she even came up with this plan. Like I told her I wasn't going to be able to afford to eat while we were there because even though we had to spend $75 on a ticket for this event, we weren't being fed. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to afford to eat while we're there. She's like, oh, we'll take a cooler of food and you can just eat sandwiches while you're there. Oh, you can just have slices of turkey from my cooler. Don't even worry about it. I'll just feed you like a little bird. Yeah, don't worry. And I actually probably would have still gone had my mother-in-law not been here the day that I had that conversation with her on the phone. And my mother-in-law was like, you're not going to let her talk to you like that, are you? And I was like, well, I kind of did. It kind of happened already because of my mother-in-law. Thankfully for her, I texted her and told her that I did not want to go and it all just kind of fell into place. So I 
am probably the only person in the world that is thankful they got COVID. <laughs> oh my God. I got a fever that night. And that was my first symptom of COVID. I can't go because I'm sick now. Oh my God. Like that's wild. Like even your wedding wasn't good enough. Like I have so much to do. Well, we'll just do this. I've got this problem. Well, I'll solve that. Wow. Yeah. The one thing she couldn't solve. Yep. She's like, I found a human bubble. Yep. Could you fit into this soon? Exactly. So she, I mean, I had texted her and I told her that my wife had COVID and you know, that I didn't know for sure if I had it, but I had these symptoms and then I got the fever and she was like, well, you probably have COVID. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go to the doctor. And then I decided then that even if I didn't test positive, if I tested negative, I was still going to tell her that I had COVID so that I could get out of the event. Good for you. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So COVID is what saved me. So that was a Wednesday. I went to the doctor Thursday sent her my positive test on Thursday. And then Friday was when I, I finally decided I was like, I'm quitting. I called my old boss at Torrid and she's actually a good friend of mine. And I was like, can I have my job back? And she's like, well, I can't give you your management position back, but I can give you a position. I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I had another job lined up and I was like, I'm done. So I texted her this long text that just said that I, the way that they run their business is not for me. And I actually blocked them. I blocked her. I blocked her husband. I blocked uplines. I actually blocked multiple people from social media that I knew she would reach out to and have them try to contact me just because when she gets into the mindset of like, she is being wronged, she gets nasty. And I did not want to see that side of her, especially while I was sick and like trying to plan my wedding. I was like, I don't need this. So I just blocked them and I have not unblocked them since. <laughs> More of that crappy hun culture. Oh my yes. God. Wow. How terrifying. Battling that plus COVID plus getting married within the next week. Oh my God. So how yeah. did it all turn out? <laughs> so it's actually a funny story. I went to the doctor. So I was like fully done. I was done. Um, with my quarantine and everything, but I still had like this weird cough. Like when I would breathe in, it would kind of hurt a little bit and I would cough. And so I didn't, I didn't want to be concerned about pneumonia. So I went into the doctor and it was just a prompt care and the prompt care doctor, you never know what you're going to get. And she was just weird. And she was like, well, I really think that we should probably reschedule your wedding. I was like, well, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. So I took my last antibiotic and a steroid because they said that I possibly had pneumonia the night before the wedding. And I was good. I didn't have any symptoms during the wedding. So you're like COVID free and they're like, you might have pneumonia. Here's a steroid. Good luck. Yep. And you got, yeah. and it worked. And we made it. We made it. The day was amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so happy that you're out. So when was that? That was in 2021. Yeah, that was, well, it was eight days before my wedding. So it was October 8th. Congratulations. Yeah. It all happened so quickly. Yeah. I always listen to the podcast and I'm like writing down things that I'm like, oh yeah, that happened to me. Let me write that down. So that's how I got all my notes. And I'm like, wow, all these things really happened to me. (laughs) Oh my God. You wrote them all down and you're like, I think I'm in a cult. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's a fun exercise to do. Right. (laughs) I mean, I definitely, I started listening to the podcast before I got out, but I mean, like I said, I always made excuses like, oh, or my life isn't like that, or that's not, that's not how it is, but it really is. Obviously, the more that I listen to the podcast and watch your TikToks, like it, it's a cult. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, it's just, I'm like speechless when I hear stories that like the podcast helps somebody. I mean, I know it happens, but like, still like for me, it's, it's so great because you know, I, I love helping people. And I, I love that. Like, here's another person. Like we helped within the last six months. Yep. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So what yeah. are you doing now? You've got your t-shirt business. You're yep. married. Yeah. <laughs> got purple um, hair. I love it. Yes. I actually chopped my hair off the day after the wedding. My maid of honor is also a hairstylist. So I made her bring her scissors and cut my hair the day after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I work part-time at Torrid. I'm in the process of finding another job just because it's not enough money right now, but yeah, the t-shirt business is, it's all on Facebook and Instagram. It's called Sunflower Boutique. That's awesome. If yeah. anybody needs anything, they can definitely yeah, hit you up. Absolutely. Yeah. It still doesn't feel real, but I went through all of that. Well, it just happened so recently too. Like it's just, it's wild. I, I'm so thankful that you reached out to me and that we were able to connect, uh, because this nutrition shop stuff, I think is something that a lot of people ask about constantly. And I'm like, I have no idea. I want to, I want to understand. I've looked into it. It's very complicated. Yes. Let's have someone come explain it to us. Yes. Because it is really complicated. Even you explaining it, I was like, like, wait, what? Like, I, that's yeah. so complicated. I don't get it. It is. Like, even being in it is complicated. And yeah. Well, I'm, here's a I'm question. I'm so glad I didn't get into it. What? I mean, Herbalife's got massive lawsuits and a documentary. So, like, if anybody brought that up, like, what were you guys instructed to say? We didn't really know much about the documentary. I actually didn't find out about the documentary until I was in it for a few months. And I watched it for myself. Um, but of course, while I was still in it, I was like, oh, well, that was a long time ago. That's right. not happening now. But like they already fixed that problem. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. They paid their money. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like Googling it and, you know, getting the backlash of the information, I mean, we were really just supposed to tell them the positive things about it. Like I was always supposed to bring up my story and how I lost weight on it. And the 21 day challenge is a big thing for them. Um, So basically every 21 days, there's a challenge and that's how you get your preferred members to buy products and lose weight and all this stuff. And so that was the biggest thing was just basically to deter them from talking about that and like talk them into buying products. I mean, that's kind of what I expected, but it's amazing to hear it from somebody who like, like, this is what I was actually taught to do because we know it happens. The MLM denies it, but the people in the MLM are like, no, no, that's literally what they did. Yep. I mean, when I first started, I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't Google it. Like if you really want to do it and try it, don't Google it because it's, it's bad. 
And I mean, there were some people that would listen to me because they wanted to be successful with it. But for the most part, they were like, oh, well, I'm going to go Google it right now as soon as I leave. Like, obviously. (laughs) Like, here's your loaded tea. Don't Google Herbalife on the way home. Have a great day. I mean, I guess that would weed out those who were and weren't loyal pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah. Wow. That is, oh my gosh. It is, it's wild. Um, there are a few here in San Diego and I have been tempted to go in undercover to just see what's going on, but, um, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. (laughs) And that's the funny thing about like going to other shops. Like I've been not since I quit, but just like my parents don't live in the town I live in. So I would always go and I'd always pretend to be someone else just so that they like, didn't even ask me questions about being a distributor or you know, oh, and that was another thing. They um they had me sign up before we were married, they had me sign up my fiance as a preferred member as a way for me to make extra money. I'm sure that they could get in a lot of trouble for that because I mean that's just like working around the system. But like if I ever needed things, like if we needed things for home, we would order under her and I would get the volume for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a ghost account, but it's a real yeah. person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a total MLM thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. that that's like, you got to get your spouse. You got to get your partner. You got to get your husband. You got to get your wife. Does yeah. your mom have account? What about your sister? How about your dog groomer? Funny because like, I a- even asked my dog groomer if she wanted Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen when you would go to a different town to go to a different shop and they were like, do you need to sign up? Would you just be like, oh, I'm already signed up in a different town? Or would that yeah. sort of never so come up? The thing is they, all the Herbalife shops use the same system. And if you've been to one, you've been to all of them. So you literally just put your phone number in and it comes ah, up and you're okay. already registered. Yeah. Okay. So that's through Herbalife, I'm assuming. Yes. Right. So, Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. It's just a phone yep. number thing. Hmm. Yeah. All righty. Well, again, I want to thank you for coming on and explaining all of this. Of um, are you ready to answer some rapid fire questions? Absolutely. All right, Kaylee, what is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? The only word that's coming to my mind is disgusted. That's a great one. We'll take it. Uh, Give me a warning or a piece of advice to somebody who's on the fence and is thinking that MLM is a good idea for them. Don't do it ever. You're like, (laughs) my advice is just skip it all together. Just don't do it. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? LuLaRoe. I mean, it's definitely up there for me too. Hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM? learning how to say no. Yeah. I'm still learning how to say no. It is definitely much easier now that I've been through what I've been through, but it's still a struggle. Yes. Um, and finally give us a positive takeaway from your time in MLM. Um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot. And I mean, even though it was forced, I definitely grew in my self-esteem. Like I was definitely kind of thrown into things that made me grow as a person, but I would never tell them that, but it did help me. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, there are definitely positive takeaways. I mean, you, you get put in such a high pressure, high demand situation and you have to face your 
fears and ignore your gut. And a lot of times you get put in situations you would never find yourself in and, and you unlock a piece of yourself that you're like, Hey, wait a second. That yeah. little dumpster Phoenix that came out of that dumpster fire. I kind of like her. She's yes. pretty cool. So I, I love asking that question because I think a lot of times people go, wait a second. You know what? There was a silver lining to this horrible, disgusting black cloud. Um, and that's something that I try to do with my daughter, even in the worst of times. I'm like, could we find some good in this? Yeah. And obviously it's usually personal growth. And she's like, you know what? Yeah. And so I try to live my life by trying to find a little bit of a silver lining and I mean, it goes back to silver linings lessons, right? It's like finding yes. that silver lining in the darkest of situations, the positivity in the cult, learning who you are, unlocking that bit of you and like thriving in an area you didn't know that you could thrive in. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. I love Thank the horror stories. I mean, yes. I hate that they happen, <laughs> but it's a fun episode. And I think a lot of people probably enjoyed this very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Mm-hmm.